Hi, I'm Siggy, born and raised in St. Catharines, Ontario, and now living in the nation's capital of Ottawa. And I'm Jesse, born in Manila, Philippines, raised in Toronto, Canada, and schooled all over southwestern Ontario. You're listening to the Hollow Hollow podcast, a delicious mix of pop culture and the Filipino-Canadian life. Before we start our podcast, we'd like to acknowledge the lands we're podcasting on. I'm podcasting from the traditional lands of the Huron-Wendat, the Seneca, and most recently, the Mississaugas of the Credit River. And I'm podcasting from the traditional unceded territory of the Algonquin and Ishtabeg people. And on today's Merienda episode, we examine a classic Christmas, Noche Buena Filipino dessert, the fruit salad. But before we do that, Sigs, let's catch up. What have you been doing pop culture wise? I took my wife out to a movie yesterday and we went to see Ticket to Paradise. Yes. Ticket Tell to me Paradise about it. Stars Julia Roberts and George Clooney. I haven't seen a mm. movie where we are just going to a movie and just enjoying movie stars. You know, in the 40s where you had Bogey yeah. McCall or His Girlfriend, yeah. that likened to that tone. Because, you know, in all honesty, and I was watching my wife watch the movie, she just had this grin on her face where the whole screen took up Julia Roberts' face and she's just reacting. And I felt like the cameraman was just like, Julia, can you just smile to the camera? Because people mm. will eat it up. George yeah. Clooney, can you have a whiskey in your hand and look sort of boyish and sort of like talk about yeah. some like, wrongs that you have to write? It was classic. It was just they were a divorced couple that had a daughter named Lily, played by the lovely Caitlin Dever, who goes mm. to Bali on vacation with the lovely Billy Lord, mm-hmm. who we love, the daughter of Princess Leia, as I always call her. Right. And she goes to Bali and she meets this guy named Gaudet, this handsome gentleman, the great actor played by, I forgot his name, but he's Balinese, mm. Asian. But when I saw him, Kuya, I almost wanted to text you because I'm like, it looks like Aga Mulak. Aga Mulak is like one of those Filipino <laughs> actors, very like dreamboat movie star guy. Yeah, yeah, but he yeah. looked like Aga Mulak to a T. I'm like, oh my God, this is Ala Mulak in 2022. And they fall in love and she wants to get married after 37 days. And Julia Roberts and George Clean, like, this can't happen. We're going to break them up. So I love the it. setup I is lo- there. I saw the trailer and the trailer was just like, was, oh my God, I can't Michael, wait to see this. M- Michael would love it. It's Will just he? like, Cause, yeah, cause he was just wondering, like, yeah. You're like, oh, this is great. A caper that's, it wasn't two hours. It was like an hour and 40, hour and 30. Beautiful Bali. And just like, they're hijinks. And what's sad is because, you know what, we both are getting older. And George and Julie are playing, listening to old, they're calling it like old school music. And they're listening to like, it's like that. Literally, I could close my eyes and I'm like, this music was playing at the rideout, a bar that we danced (laughs) in. In you know university, yeah. and I hear James Chan going, "Oh, it's going to drop. The beat's going to drop at this part." And they're playing beer pong, and I just felt old, but totally great. And Luca Bravo's in it. Luca Bravo from mm. Emily in Paris right. plays the young lover of Julia Roberts in this movie. Oh. But it was fun. It was a rom com, and I just it's like that those old movie stars, and you're just like, "Oh, I haven't seen this." Like the pressure was off. They had some diversity with the Gaudet character and yeah. the the meaning of the families, like fish out of water, which you would have loved. Mm. It was just nice. I highly recommend it. just for a fun little ditty, a fun little movie just to watch. It's great. They're great actors too, right? Like it's George just, Clooney and Julia Roberts. They're just like what you said. They're great to watch, but they're great at acting. And like when you think about it, like I think Julia Roberts is eternally thirty-five, oh, yeah, and yeah, George right. is uh, George is on the brink of forty-eight, forty-nine. Yeah, they look like yeah. a classic. They age well. I think Carrie Bradshaw in Sex and the City said, you know, George Clooney is like a nice Chanel suit, doesn't mm. go out of style, and Julia just looks 
beautiful. The teeth, the smile, and like Everything. they made fun of her, you know, where they're like, yeah. You look so beautiful, like a beautiful horse. <laughs> and then you can see everybody's did he say horse? Okay. All right, I get it. You know I can't wait but, to see it. I know it's on our list. He would love Michael it. Like during the holidays, badly. if it's still playing, take Michael, he'd love it. Can't wait. The other thing that we're into, and I wanted to I have to call our friend Taryn. I thought it's funny. My kids have Netflix, but I, I put the filter on so they watch usually kids' shows and right. stuff. But apparently there's a game show that was on their Netflix and it was called Is It Cake? Is it so cake? Is it cake is hosted by <laughs> Mikey Day from NSL and Saturday Night Live. And it's basically you have five items, you start the show like is it cake and they have five random items and they have to guess if it's cake and once you guess Mikey takes out like a machete and cuts it right so they have 10 of these bakers and they basically have competitions to say is it cake and then basically (laughs) they have to go make things look like cake and then they have to pass it through judges to see if they can fool them and then after like is it money (laughs) they have like they could win money or is it cake they have to guess which one's money and which one's cake it's crazy. Oh, and so fun. It's 10 episodes. The kids are, my children loved it. One of the contestants was from yeah. Toronto and her name was April and she looked Filipino. So Delaney's like, we're going to root for her. I'm like, and she does very well and the kids love it. But my son who's six is like, which one do you think is cake? Is it number two? I think it's number two. Hold my hand until he takes the knife out because I'm nervous. <laughs> like, that's what I mean. It was a hoot and it was very funny. It's super light and makes you very hungry. Oh my but gosh. The funniest thing is like near the finale, and it's not much of a spoiler, but they have stands where they put the items on. So it could be toys or whatever. Yeah, yeah, But the yeah. final one, it turns. And my son, Max, like, Dad, look, there's nothing on the stands. And basically, you have to guess if the stand was made out of cake. <laughs> it was super funny. Oh, and my Mac, gosh. Mac was, like, thinking, oh, my God, these people are, like, geniuses. How do you even guess that? And wow. And ten seconds. Like, it was a hoot to see my kids be into a reality show. That's kind it was of fun, like a reality hilarious. show for kids. That's, yeah, that's yeah, hilarious. And my son was totally like, and it was like, they had some, it was a very diverse, like, bunch of people p- competing. And mm. there's one guy that's really funny with green hair who had a part, he was lovely and super funny. But my kids thought it was a hoot. And I was like, okay, like, might as well, you know, Netflix churned this out for us. Is wow. it cake? It sounds like a weird premise, but I mean, hey, at the end of the day, someone won like 50K. Wow. That's an interesting algorithm that Netflix has if it's been able to figure out a reality show competition for kids to watch. So I know. It's crazy. What have you been up to pop culture-wise? Well, it is the holiday season, so I haven't done much. I've been busy with work, and I was just recently, as you know, in Ottawa for a conference. But Mm. in between, I was really catching up on a bunch of Hallmark Christmas movies. And so we just talked uh-huh. about that in our last episode, our last main right. episode. But Sigs, I have to say, and I also know that I did a taste test on this too as well, but I've just been having the movie Spirited on repeat. And I know that in my notes this is times three, but I'm sure that by the time that this probably drops, it'll be times 30. So this I, is your staple movie then for the holidays. I'm you loving it. I'm just loving it. Like I know I was enthusiastic about it for the taste test, but I have to say it gets better when I watch it. It's just like there's all these little smart things about it. And it's like, wow, like I'm going to be drawing for this for years to come. So I texted our friend Tara and I said, you absolutely need to watch this with me and Michael. I said, it's going to like surpass your expectations and it's got Will Ferrell in it and it's of the same pedigree as Elf. So the thing to know about Elf is that when 
I first watched it, it was actually with Tara at the oh, Young no and Eglinton Theater. Yeah. And oh we were gosh. the only two people in that entire movie theater that were just laughing Define. so <laughs> loud, right? And yeah. so into it. I mean, other people were into it, but we were really into it. And we weren't even intoxicated for that matter. And I have a feeling that she will just feel the same. She just doesn't have Apple Plus television, so she'll have to come here when she has a lull moment to watch it with me. That is amazing. So you hear it here first, Tallahalla listeners, like spirited for Jesse slaps. Yeah. Totally, there you go. <laughs> totally, totally, totally. So, so that's what I've been up to. Like certainly in the Christmas spirit and going from the Christmas spirit to Christmas food. You know, mm-hmm. when we think about Filipino food on this merienda episode, which again, a merienda episode for any new listeners out there usually appears on the fifth Friday of a month. And so if there is a fifth Friday in the month, you get a merienda episode. So this is your snack episode. And so our focus on the particular snack cultural item or cultural capital topic is the Filipino fruit salad or our version of ambrosia or millionaire salad. But sans the nuts or marshmallows (laughs) or without the nuts and marshmallows. Uh, But before we get into that, have you ever had ambrosia or millionaire salad, Sig? I think I've had ambrosia because I've seen it at a buffet when I was younger. Yes, yes. And my mom would say, like, I remember asking about it and she's like, oh, that's just like the Filipino fruit salad. Right, right. Well, I've had many versions of it because there have been times where I've had some British friends and some Irish friends Mm -hmm. that would invite me to, let's say, Easter dinner or Thanksgiving dinner or whatever Mm -hmm. the case may be, and they would have ambrosia. Or okay. millionaire salad is what they would would say. And so, and okay. Sigs, as you know, for Thanksgiving holiday, I really tried to kind of create a North American Thanksgiving dinner experience for my family and especially for my nephews and nieces. Mm-hmm. And in the recent two years, and in my quest to kind of host the most traditional meal, I thought, you know, I'm going to try a cranberry millionaire salad. And I have to tell you, it was surprisingly sweet and savory and really made a wonderful side dish to the turkey and all the fixings and now has become a family hit. And so they requested it this past year. And my mom was just like, oh, I want more of that. And she took home. She took some home for Balan. Oh, my God. I know. She had no shame. She's like, Anak, I want some of that. But people were very clear to me. They were like... Ninong, we want millionaire salad. And Interesting. Cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so it's become a hit. In some ways, it's really odd for me to think of sometimes Filipino fruit salad as our version of ambrosia, but it really is, except it doesn't have marshmallows and it doesn't have nuts. Usually that's what makes the two distinct and that usually got whipped cream in it as opposed to what we usually put in it. But in some ways, I think to myself also that Filipino fruit salad is a really quick and simple way to make an ambrosia salad. It just really requires the utmost patience. And I would say it's the easiest dessert I've ever seen made. And I've had many memories of having this classic and go-to dessert during the holidays. And usually I see them at all Filipino fam gems, but my my quintessential memory is my mom making a version of it in our home when we lived in Kennedy Park, which is in the middle of Scarborough, Mm -hmm. where she used this kind of yellow and orange Tupperware mixing bowl. I don't know if you had a yellow. Exactly. Ours was (laughs) orangish red. Yep. Yes, yes, yes. And she would pour in the fruit cocktail mix with all the heavy syrup. Yes, that's right. It had to be Del Monte, along with milk or sometimes the shelf-stable 
cream. <laughs> you know, when I think about that, that now, that's a great t- shelf stable table. cream. So yeah. not like thirty six percent whipping cream. No shelf no. stable cream, folks. And then usually a quarter to a half cup of condensed milk. And then it was always fun because my mom wouldn't be able to use the full can of condensed milk. So then there would be the leftover that she put saran wrap in, and then I'd go in and you know the next day, and I would sneak a teaspoon out, a little leche, and then yeah. just have the condensed milk. But mm, that's all I got to say. And then I don't know if you've had different variations upon that recipe, but sometimes there's been like macapuno or coconut spores or extra cherries or mandarin oranges. I think the macapuno is in there because it sort of matches. Yeah. And I think I've seen extra cherries just for extra color. So like you get a jar of maraschino cherries. Yeah, yeah. Because normally, the Del Monte fruit cocktail won't have enough cherries, right? It, there's never like- enough. It's funny because now when I think about it, I'm like, it's affordable, yeah, right? Yeah, so like, yeah. I know that the GIs brought canned goods to the Philippines. Yes. Like when I was thinking about origins, I'm like, okay, I can see where it's coming from. Totally the Tupperware Kuya. And it had yeah. the lid of the Tupperware had like that yeah. those ridges. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's or, exactly it. Now I'm going to take it deeper now. Yeah. Or as we got older in our teens, sometimes someone, it's, I don't know if it was Costco or something, would have like an industrial size of margarine, mm. right? And then <laughs> yes. it's emptied out and it would be in one of those. Right, 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 right. right? Exactly. Because you could put it in a freezer and it stacks easily versus Nicely. the Tupperware. Because we need that Tupperware to put our sinigang in. That's or right. the bolas or like wonton soup with the bola bola or, you know, the meat for the lumpia. Yeah. But I, I see it in my head. I see my Auntie Josie making it. I see my mom getting it. And it totally is a staple. Yeah, yeah. At a Filipino party, it would be there. I do see staple, but you did make a good point. It's always near the holidays. Yeah, mostly. Uh, yeah. It, and you're right. It is a very simple dessert taking because it's a can. It's it's cost effective. Like from the 80s to now, it's very easy to buy a jar of that versus you, you and I both know right now with the cost of living, getting fruit. Yes, that's right. Getting pear, especially a pear. Yeah, yeah. To be in yeah. that mix, right? Because it's pear, pineapple, what else? Cherry, apples, and grapes. Yep, that's right. It is cost effective. Can I tell you though, you liked it, right? Oh, I do like it. I do like fruit salad. It has to be at a very particular temperature, but I do love fruit salad. Do you okay. not like Let, fruit salad? I am not the biggest fan, but you know what? You just mentioned temperature. So maybe let's go to that part about keeping it in the right temperature for our listeners. Yeah. A little bit familiar. Well, go ahead. I think the recipe that I've just explained just a moment ago, and then we were talking <laughs> a little bit about variations while we went on this kind of Tupperware deep dive <laughs> a little bit earlier, <laughs> is, is that you have to kind of freeze this at least for a half day. And Mm. I have to say that, you know, really easy to make. And like what Sig said, it's going to not cost you more than $10 to kind of make this really instant dessert. Mm -hmm. So really easy peasy, but you have to freeze it and then you have to wait. (laughs) And you could have it unfrozen, but it's much more better frozen. And depending on the strength of your freezer, Mm -hmm. the real trick was waiting for the right frozen texture of the fruit salad to emerge before eating it. So if you ate it too early after it froze, it'd be very hard and very hard to eat. But if you let it thaw too much, that fruit salad could be really gloopy. But if you have that right frozen texture after thawing, you get a really, I believe, a perfect combination of milk ice crystals and sweetness and creaminess. Now, if it's too cold, in other words, it's too hard, and it's too frozen, you lose the sweetness and the creaminess. And mm. if it's too thawed, you lose the milky ice crystals and the crunch. And I don't know if you do this. I think most Filipino families probably do this. So if you've made the fruit salad early in the day and it's 
actually all hardened at that point. Once your guests arrive and you have out your Filipino buffet of food that's being presented, mm-hmm. that's usually when you take the Filipino fruit salad out. And then by the time people have had their first course of the buffet, the fruit salad would be thawed perfectly. Just have to say, again, easy to make, but really hard to wait for at the end of the day. It's so funny because I, I love that when we, we talked about this topic, it's really this fine line. And I think in our culture, the Filipino culture, when we have a buffet or we have the food, you are encouraged to have seconds. Yes. And if you don't, it's automatically one serving and then we're going to go to dessert because maybe this is all about Filipi- like fruit salad time. Right. Not just like a <laughs> Filipino time. That's right. But it's so true. And it's and when Jez like flushes that out, he is right. It's like, when is the right temperature? And yes. like, I think it works a bit better at the holidays, like in Christmas, because in the holidays in the summer, no, you yeah. get to gloop very quickly. Yes. So what I love, listeners, we, we focused on this comedian before, this lovely creative, Jeppe Paraiso, and he plays yes. a Tita Che character. Yeah. We love you, Jeppe. We're yes. thinking of you, our cuz, because we're in contact. We love you. He made a joke about fruit salad, and he captured what Jesse just mentioned. Mm. So in his Tita Che voice, he's like, Anna, get out the fruit salad from this freezer. Is it frozen? <laughs> okay, who wants ice cream? Who wants fruit ice cream, huh? And then they'd be like, but mom, that was from last season. It doesn't matter. It's frozen. What's the problem? (laughs) That's right. Because it's shelf-stable cream is what we're using. That's exactly it. And it just so encapsulates what exactly Jesse mentioned. And it made me laugh. I'm like, oh, it's true. Because every time I see that non-marked Tupperware or margarine, I'm like, that's the fruit salad. Yeah, that's cool. That's, and, you know, some people like, I had friends like, oh, like a fruit salad, like a fresh. I'm like, no, it's not fresh. Nope. It's like a frozen, <laughs> like, type of thing. Like, if you like, or I'd sometimes say, oh, like a fruit cocktail, but with ice. Kind of, stuff. yeah. Like, with and with then you're milky just like, ice, yeah. Exactly, right? It's a variation of ambrosia, but not as fresh. But, like, Jesse does have a point. When you have it at the right temperature, it's very tasty. The sweetness is there. The ice chips are there. It's almost like a sorbet-ish with fruits, like I get yeah. it, I get where, but yeah. it's very hard in between to get it to that perfection. Or maybe I haven't run into the right recipe. Of you know, making I it, right? think maybe it's more about it. timing. I think it's yeah. more about timing because I think yeah. I think if you did a Google a Filipino fruit salad, it's pretty much the same. You know, yeah, can of Del Monte fruit cocktail with the syrup, yep. full can of, of shelf stable <laughs> cream, and then half cup of condensed milk and voila you've got it and then it's really about the timing and i think if you can get it thawed at the right time and can wait for it Mm -hmm. it's fantastic and it's interesting sigs that you recognize too like this recipe is really kind of uh born out of filipino ingenuity and its interaction Mm -hmm. with american gis that's right and really kind of calls to if you will american imperialism or colonialism and yet we've kind of added our own twist to ambrosia. Uh, good call Talked back. in a previous episode about the <laughs> Filipino twist. Well, here's certainly our twist on you know, an American kitchen cooking classic of ambrosia. Well, this is our version of it. And we've taken it and made it our own so much so that it feels different than what's out there in terms of its analog equivalent in other cultures. Now, I think the hero of a fruit salad (laughs) is really the fruit cocktail mix, which you had mentioned earlier is really the apples, the grapes, the pineapple, the pears, and the cherries. I think for our 2022 fruit salad in terms of this year, 
season five as well as the end of season four. Sigs, if you had to think about kind of like the apple of our year for these two seasons, the end of season four and the beginning of season five, what would you think is the apple? I kept my little fruit salad takes on the pop culture lens. Yes, yes. So, like, when I think of apple, I think of fondness. Mm. It's a staple fruit, right? Right, right. And when I think of fondness, there have been many prominent people that have passed in pop culture this year. Mm. From the Queen, Leslie Jordan, Angela Lansbury, Loretta Lynn, Olivia Newton-John, Anne H., Paul Servino, Ray Liotta, Bob Sagan, and just recently, Irene Cara. Yeah. A deep cut. A deep cut. I just think of those pieces of fondness, uh, uh, those staples, and remember them fondly from 2022. A lot of deaths. From your angle, what is your apple? Yeah, my apple of my eye are the fondness as we were talking about. When I look back this past year, I think to myself that first live episode of season five and the energy we had in that premiere episode and a new format or delivery of our podcast, it was just electric. And I look back on it with such fondness of how we were able to kind of put that together and do a live show and was invited by the Factory Theatre and Mary Beth and interview Mary Beth as well as Nina oh, Aquino as Nina. well. So it was such such fantastic memory in my mind and I'll always look fondly upon that. What is your grape in your fruit salad for 2022? Mm. When I think about grapes, I kind of think of abundance uh-huh. and anything that I've gathered in terms of knowledge and wealth. Sigs, you know this. I like to share it as much as I can without sounding like a (laughs) know-it-all. Over the years, anything that I've gained and gained in that type of wealth from talking to other Filipinos in the diaspora, I feel like I've gained a lot. And so it was fun talking to Alan Matudio, Filipinos in Montreal, or any of the text conversations we've had on our socials with, like, let's say, Christine from the Game Podcast and others. And so I feel been blessed in terms of abundance of gaining wealth or, or knowledge wealth from other Filipinos in the diaspora. How about you? What is your grape for the past year? I have year? two grape angles here mm. for the pop culture lens. Mm-hmm. For the pop culture. I, I love that Jez is taking a deep meditation on Hello Hello podcast. Yeah. And I'm being light and fruity like a crazy coconut here. Okay, for a great, <laughs> you know, when you say abundance of wealth and sharing knowledge, one of the big trends of 2022 was one game and it was Wordle. Mm, right. Wordle really was, was everywhere and people were trying to share. Like, I got this word and showing a, such a trend of like, I got these money. How many times did I see little text people with like green squares? I have not submitted to Wordle, mm-hmm. but I know very many people that have. I have. <laughs> oh, yeah. And the other thing, I think of grapes, I think of an inner transformation from fruit to wine. And I have yes. to say, I'm going to give props to this gentleman called Harry Styles. Yes, yes. From a boy bander from One Direction to a musician, the ex-boyfriend of Olivia Wilde, actor much more than a part of One Direction. Mm. He is this machine during concerts. He is open. He's accepting of all. He is not only a creative artist, he is a, a fan of others. Whether he's uplifting the yeah. crew from Heartstopper, he's uplifting half Filipino like Chris Olsen saying yes I'll be your daddy or Mm. Lizzo I think it's great it's just and he's going in there wearing pearls and a skirt and doesn't care doesn't care I, I think and it doesn't just, care what his critics might say and, 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 and just, you know and it just demonstrates a lot of courage and bravery out there and it's just great because it's just, and I think it's more of like it just is 
Yeah. Do you like the music? Good. I'm having yeah. a good time. Are you? Yeah. I think and that's just, what's important. And that's exactly why it's important. So yeah, yeah. When we come to a pineapple, mm. I always remember that pineapples are always a symbol of wealth in folklore. Yeah. Like people would buy pineapples to be at their lovely parties, and there's right. something lux right. and nobility. And when I think that yellow, I think of our girl Beyonce right. coming in July, dropping Renaissance, mm. her, her appearance at the Oscars in the yellow. Mm. Just, I always think of that. I think of pineapple in a, such a good sense. Iconic, yeah. Iconic. And when I think of wealth and nobility, I have an earwig in my ear. And you know what? I don't have TikTok because I'm an adult. So I'll see the reels on Instagram. But I always hear that Louis Thoreau, that documentarian, the British guy that has that song, that viral meme, my money don't jiggle jiggle. It folds. My body go wiggle, wiggle. <laughs> yeah, it just makes me laugh, and I always think of him uh, or whatever. Like, that's my earring from 2022. And as my niece says, please do not get TikTok. I do not. I'm an adult. <laughs> I want to look at recipes on it, but I won't to embarrass people because I'm near middle <laughs> age. But what do you think about for your pi- – what's your pineapple? What's my pineapple in yes. my sweet cocktail for this past year? Well, when I think about pineapple, I also know that it also means hospitality. Mm-hmm. And I think for us, I see this more as a form of service. And our hope is, is that our episodes have been of service to our listeners. So that's what I hope in terms of pineapple is, is, is that we've been of service to others, hopefully our listeners out there. And we come to the pear. But what mm. does the pear mean for you? Well, you know, it's so funny because when I think about pear and the holiday season, I think of a partridge in a pear tree. (laughs) And when I think about that kind of 12 days of Christmas, that's a cumulative song where it's like five golden rings, you know, you know, and all of that stuff. And when I think about it, year five, and I just think to myself, (laughs) the wealth that we've accumulated it's incredible. We're at the five golden rings and it's like, where are we going next? So I can't wait to see where we're going to go next. So that's that's the pear for me in our fruit cocktail as I think about the Holo Holo podcast. Pear. Yeah, for you. The shape of a pear. I'm Mm. thinking of the shape of a pear. Some of you make fun of me. Let's bring back JLo and she's back again. Mm, And not only she's JLo, she got married to Ben. Tie the knot, Benefer 2.0. This brings a reckoning, folks. We're back to the early aughts. It makes me feel young it again. Really Good time is, for throwbacks. Yeah. Whether it's Top Gun coming back and people defying ages at age 60, the starts of aging, it makes these people are well and robust. And let's cue this is me then, JLo's album dropping in 2023. And she looks like shaped like a pear. Spanish guitar, sexy. That was mm. like, that was low hanging fruit, pun intended. But um, that was my pear. But finally, penultimate, I always think of the cherry. And I'm going to let you take this part. I cannot escape. I want you to bring it back to us. And you have a lovely metaphor for the cherry, Kuya. Go ahead. Yeah. When I think about the cherry, at least in our fruit cocktail here at the Holo Holo podcast, cherry to me means something small and special. That is what it means, at least when we say that expression, cherry on top. And Sig's. This podcast has always been a passion project for us. We started small, (laughs) but it's become quite special to us. And Mm -hmm. we get to occupy a nice small corner of the podcast landscape. And so it's this podcast that's the cherry for me, especially this past year, the start of season five and the end of season four. So that's kind of where it's at. The best is yet to come. The best is yet to come for sure. And on that note, Kuya, we don't really have a fixing, but I think we both would like to bid 
all of our listeners yes. a wonderful holiday. Uh, you know, Malagang Pasco, Hak Simeo, have a wonderful holiday. Whatever you decide to celebrate, we mm. wish you the best. And we look forward to a lovely 2023. Many yes. more episodes to come, huh? Yes, yes, yes. That said, and those holiday wishes made. Sigs, I think you got to take us out on this festive merienda episode. If you have a really good fruit salad recipe mm. and instructions on keeping it cold, email us at <laughs> holoholoboatculture at gmail.com. The Holo Holo podcast is available on all podcast platforms. Guess what? We're almost hitting 20K downloads. Mm, yes. Add to that number, rate us and leave a review. You can find us on our socials, Twitter, at holoholopop, and on Instagram at holoholopopculture. Finally, we receive editorial feedback from Mary Beth Vadian. Our musical theme is by Chell Turingen, and we'll see all of you in the new year. See you in the new year, folks.